Good afternoon, Zoe Berger. Hello. Welcome on VH Berries. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be speaking with you today. I am extremely grateful. How are you doing today? I am doing great. It was a gorgeous day in New York City. It was like 60 degrees and sunny. Spring has sprung and I'm just very happy to be here and happy the winter is over. Happy that the winter is over, Zoe Berger. Yes. And spelling is not easy. <laughs> There's no naturals here. Just the prepared and exactly. the unprepared. Yes, Wordplay was such a fun project that I did. I think I was 11 or 12 when I did it. Um, and I did it at John D. Aquino's um, young actors program out in LA. I did like a summer program with them and it was, it was such a fun project. I think it was the first time that I was properly in front of a camera for a short film. Um, and I'm pretty sure Noah Centineo was in it as well, which was super, super fun. And when I was like 16, I think he started really blowing up and I remember totally having a little fangirl moment when I realized that I had met him for wordplay as well. Absolutely, Zoe Berger. I would love to discuss about a wordplay, which is the project that started your entire journey. And um, this project consisted uh, of spelling, which is the process and activity of uh, writing and naming every single letters of a word. For example, uh, the word behave, but also <laughs> yes. the name Beatrice. Yes, so that was, that was a really fun project. And I remember some of the things that I was anxious about was making sure I spelt all the words correctly when I was on camera. Um, and every character was, the film was about a spelling bee and all of the young characters were in like the school spelling bee. And I remember running my lines with my mom and being like, did I spell that right? Did I spell that right? It was a lot, a lot of fun. In the middle of this ocean of uh, difficult words uh, to spell Zoe Berger, I personally learned a new one that describes um, a work of fiction that's presented in the style of a documentary, which is a mockumentary. <laughs> exactly, yes, a mockumentary. Those are some of my favorite types of TV shows to watch too. A friend of mine named Tyler Alvarez, who I met when I was on Every Which Way with him, he played my brother. He was in a mockumentary called American Vandal. And I'm pretty sure that I was running lines with him just before he went for his callback for that show. Uh, I love mockumentaries. They're so funny. They always crack me up. Mockumentary is always cracking you up. <laughs> um, Zoe Berger and uh, whether it is uh, preparing or be prepared, you are Zoe Berger 
always embodying both the verb and the adjective. What is your definition of great, a great preparation? Ooh, that's a great question. To me, I think great preparation is about putting in the hours and doing the work outside of when you're going to be actually doing the scene or actually working with the character on set or with the director. Um, my favorite way to prepare for an acting role is to sit down and break down a scene is what I like to call it. I have an acting coach that I went to and I've gone to for years and years named Amy Linden. And she has this whole method about breaking down a scene in 12 steps. And I use it for every scene that I do. And I remember when I was waiting to go on set for my Nickelodeon show, I would sit down and I'd make sure that all of my scenes were broken down into beginning, middle, and end, and that I was making my transitions very clear. Um, and to me, being prepared is about putting in the homework and then being able to let it all go. Doing the maximum of the homework beforehand to be uh, at your best uh, potential during the recording. And Zoe Berger, at the very beginning, I mentioned uh, the very first sentences that you are uh, pronouncing uh, in this uh, mockumentary, but there are also other lines. <laughs> the best feeling is when you go up to the mic, then you get your words. And exactly. it's the strangest word ever. But you know your words. You've done it a thousand times. <laughs> and yes. better win this be. Yes. Oh my gosh. That was a line that I said over 10 years ago and I literally have not thought about it in so long but as you were saying it just now like literally it came flooding back to me and I was like wait a second I know this <laughs> absolutely Zoe Berger those uh, very powerful lines are uh, currently reviving a lot of uh, memories for you yes but on the other hand I am sure that there are other lines that are uh, currently uh, very fresh in your mind. And I am talking about the ones that you uh, had the opportunity to play uh, at the Marilyn Monroe Theater and the Lee Strasberg Theater and Film Institute. Can you tell us a little bit more about it? Yeah, so... After I was on Every Which Way, I then went to NYU, New York University, Tisch School of the Arts, and I got my BFA in drama. And while I was there, I had the opportunity of playing the role of Nina in a show called Stupid Effing Bird, directed by Alana Stein. And it is loosely based on uh, Chekhov's The Seagull. And it was one of the most incredible roles that I've ever gotten to portray. And I remember the craziest thing happened. I was walking on my way to the callback for that role. And so much of the play and so much about the seagull is about this bird being killed. And I swear, I was walking through Astor Place in New York City and I looked down at my feet and there was a dead pigeon. And it was morbid, for sure. 
But literally, there was a dead pigeon sitting at my feet, and I was walking into my callback for Stupid Effing Bird, the show about dead birds, and I called my mom, and I was like, this has to be a sign. Like, this has to be a sign. And I ended up getting the role, so... You ended up getting the role, yes. Zoe Berger. It was a very uh, brilliant uh, coincidence. And oh, yeah. concerning the name of that play, I had um, recently a few suggestions to make it more family friendly. <laughs> For Let's example, stupid fashionable bird or even a stupid federal or f futuristic <laughs> or floral bird stupid floral bird i like it it's got a nice <laughs> ring to it <laughs> i'm trying to think of other good ones stupid friendly bird <laughs> Absolutely. And concerning this uh, play called Now a Stupid Friendly Bird, um, this story is adapted from a book called The Seagull by Anthony Pavlovich Chekhov. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit more about the storyline and this uh, particular inspiration? Yeah, so in in the seagull there's a young girl named nina and she very badly wants to be an actress and she is sort of dating this uh guy named con constantine and his mother is a very very famous actress um and in stupid friendly bird which we're now calling it uh and also in the seagull nina ends up having an affair with this very famous writer um named Trigorin. And the play essentially follows the ups and downs of Nina's life, uh, and it ends with her sort of falling off the tracks, and, and she's not very, very with it, and she's had a couple of really, really hard years. Um, and it, it, the show does not have a happy ending. Um, the main character shoots himself, and Nina is sort of all over the place, but to me, it was a story about persistence um, and love because I feel like there is so much love in the story, whether that love is requited or unrequited and whether that be like familial love through parent and, and child or if it be through, you know, um, longing and lust. But it was one of the most fulfilling experiences that I've able, that I have had it was one of the most fulfilling experiences that I've had as an actor. And it was incredible to get to go on the stage and feel like I was ripping myself bare every night. And it was definitely one of the most substantial experiences that I had while at NYU. It was one of the most substantial experience that you had at NYU, uh, Zoe Berger. And as you just mentioned, your character, Nina, was all over the place, but always between the two red uh, bricks walls of the Marilyn <laughs> Monroe theaters yes, with exactly. lavish and sumptuous wooden beams on the roof of the theater. Yes, so 
The Lee Strasberg Theater and Film Institute, which was where I trained for my first two years at NYU, has these infamous bright red doors um, right at the front of like the entrance to sort of the school and then to the theater. And they are absolutely iconic. And the theater is called the Marilyn Monroe Theater because Marilyn Monroe trained with Lee Strasberg. Um, and I had the pleasure of training underneath Lola Cohen, who was an in who is an incredible, incredible teacher and was so, so informative of my time um, at Strasbourg and just was such an amazing mentor for me. She was a very important mentor uh, for you, Zoe Berger. Yes. And this story is having, as you just said, a very dramatic ending, but at least you had the opportunity to wear a lightened garland <laughs> on your forehead yes. as a sort of necklace. Can you tell us a little bit more about this piece and uh, these uh, special accessories? Absolutely. So in stupid friendly bird, there is a scene where <laughs> Nina is going to perform for the first time and she's doing Constantine or Con, her lover's speech, and it's called the Here I Am speech. And I, again, had to run that so many times because it was a lot of sort of jumbling of words and, and I feel like I could just, here we are, here we are. Here we are. This is real. This is true. This is new. This is now. A new place. A liminal <laughs> space. A place of grace and the boundless pursuit of beauty. A place where truth cannot be told. And it, it went on and on like that for probably five or six minutes. And I had to do it so many times that I didn't even know that we were going to talk about this specific part of the show. And it's just engraved up in my brain. Um... But essentially, it was like a very quintessential, like, really bohemian moment. And so the wardrobe department gave me this gorgeous cape sort of situation. And on the top of my head was a bunch of fairy lights sort of adjourned to make it look like a crown. And I remember going up on stage and always feeling so cool when I was doing this speech. Absolutely, Zoe Berger. It was a very uh, amusing accessories and now uh, crowned. And I am really enjoying, for example, uh, the scene when you're picnicking, <laughs> uh, sitting on the same uh, napkin as Adam uh, Porbehu uh, exactly like, for example, uh, Gigi Rieda <laughs> and her relationship with whether Daniel or Jax. Yes. So Gigi was like a really, really had a big crush on Daniel. But for the longest time, she was like, I don't know <laughs> if I like Daniel more or if I like Jax more. But I really think that she thought they were both really cute. Um, and it, it was always really funny getting to do those scenes because I would literally just be all over the two actors who were Nick Mariko played Daniel and Drahart Adams played Jax. And so anytime we had a scene, I would be like, oh, absolutely just dangling off them. And it, it was always so funny to film. 
I would love to discuss and make a little transition to that uh, television series in which uh, you played the character of Gigi Rueda. Yes. This series is called Every Which Way. <laughs> yes. And I would love to start with the name of that television series, not to confuse with uh, Every Which Way as a question. Exactly. So witch was spelt with a T, like W-I-T-C-H, because there was witches with magical powers. Um, and it was it was all of the talk of Miami Beach was was these young witches. And everybody knew. Well, seemingly everybody in the show got to know about the witches, except for me. I never got to know about the witches. And I was always like, when do I get to know? When do I get to know? And our writer was like, Gigi can't know. Uh, but it, it always made me laugh. And there is one episode in, I believe it was season three, when we all went to the Everglades. Um, and I finally found out about magic and I was so excited to tell everybody on my blog and to keep me from telling everybody, <laughs> Maddie cast a spell on me so that I could only speak in Turkish. And I remember reading that script when they gave it to me and I was like, oh my gosh, I don't speak Turkish. Um, so I went and I sat and I like Google translated all the lines so I could figure out what I was saying. And I made sure that I was like pronouncing my Turkish as best as I possibly could. Um, and so sometimes my fun fact at parties or, you know, events where we need an icebreaker is that I can say like three or four sentences in Turkish. <laughs> This is probably, uh, Zoe Berger, a strategy at the time from Nikki Odeon, the mm -hmm. network to build a fan base uh, <laughs> in Turkey. I, I know, it probably was, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit more about this entire journey with uh, every which way? Because at the very beginning, if I understood correctly, your character was a small recurring one and it ended up um, evolving to a regular of the series. Yeah, so I was only in a couple of episodes in season one and in season two when they picked us back up um they said that they were going to include Gigi more in the series and i was so so excited and i think a lot of it had to do with we created this online blog for Gigi as well so in the series misinformation was well it's a play on words because her information was always incorrect so She was always misinformed. Um, but in the series, it was, it's really, really funny. It's a very clever play on words. Um, but in the series, she was always recording and always filming and always had her phone out. And so they brought that to the nick.com online presence. And there was a time, I'm not sure if it's still there or not, but you could go on. And I had all of these like little, sort of interview-esque videos that I'd film sometimes with other actors from the show, sometimes just by myself, and it would basically recap everything that had happened. And I think that people just really, really resonated with it. And they ended up writing me into more of the scenes for seasons two, three, and four. In definitive, misinformation <laughs> made her way in the smartest 
a possible <laughs> way. And um, Zoe Berger, how was it to grow up playing in that television series? Because uh, it was a huge part of your uh, childhood uh, from the age uh, 12 uh, to around 18. Yeah, so I, I first auditioned for the series when I was 12 years old and I actually auditioned for the role of Maddie originally, uh, who was played by my friend Paris Smith. And then I got called in after my Maddie audition to audition for the role of Katie, who was sort of Maddie's like sidekick. Um, and Katie was played my, by my friend Denisha Wilson. And after I went in for Katie, they called me again and they were like, okay, wait, come back for Gigi. Uh, so that's sort of how I got the role of Gigi. Um, and that was the process over a couple of months. So I started auditioning when I was 12. And by the time I started working, I was 13 years old. And I remember feeling kind of like an an imposter because I was 13 and I was in seventh grade and I was playing a freshman in high school and I was like freshman in high school are so cool I'm like not that cool yet <laughs> um I remember feeling so like oh no, like oh my gosh uh obviously it was totally fine but it was really really wonderful getting to spend time on the set and and with those people because they the cast members truly ended up being like my family and I'm still in touch with almost all of them. Uh, basically I speak to them like really often and, and, you know, everybody's so wonderful and it really is a huge bonding experience, especially because, you know, the ages of 13 to like 18 are such formative years in your life and experiencing this life changing um, opportunity with another group of people around you also, you know, going through the same things that you're going through was really, really wonderful. I can feel that it was very wonderful, Zoe Berger, and I completely agree. Maybe that your uh, cool attitude was <laughs> in development and in <laughs> construction. Yes. Well, Gigi was like the awkward, really weird girl. Like everybody, like, I feel like nobody really liked her. Well, she was all up in everybody's <laughs> business, first of all. So like, understandably, but she just had a cool brother. So everybody kind of had to be nice to her and tolerate her because her brother was really cool. Um, and I just, it always makes me laugh because, you know, I can be sort of like awkward and silly, but it's it was so fun to just play her and like bring the quirkiness to like level 3000 because truly she is a quirky, quirky girl. <laughs> Misinformation was on the level 3001 and oh, uh, yeah. your character uh, had Uh, the most read blog in the entire Iridium High School. And Zoe Berger, uh -huh. would you say that Gigi was the same type of student uh, as Zoe Berger at the New York uh, Tisch School? Absolutely not. I feel like Gigi cared way more about getting the gossip and making sure that she was like all eyes and all ears everywhere at once. And um, Gigi often had scenes in detention and I never got a detention in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> 
so. Uh, and I was the type of student that was like very type A and like always on top of all of my schoolwork and making sure I had everything done like a week before it needed to be done. So I don't think we were similar in that way, but we were similar in that we like to be little, a little silly and a little quirky. Zoe Berger, you were very different uh, than Gigi as a student because a student. you were too focused on working on the Dakino, Strasbourg, Grotwoski and the burger method. Exactly, yes. So when I was at NYU, I studied um, three different kinds of acting. I first started at <laughs> Strasbourg, where I did the Lee Strasbourg method, and then I went on to study some film acting. And then I did um, the experimental theater wing, where we studied Grotowski, which is, um, it was it was all really, really fun. And, and that definitely pushed me out of my comfort zone. But I think it, it led to me being a stronger actor and being more in touch with my emotions, which are all great things that you need as an actor. In definitive, Zoe Berger, uh, you were uh, getting into the nitty gritty yes. <laughs> of the craft by focusing on what is essential and uh, basic. What would you say were the biggest lesson during those years uh, of studying the art? Yeah, um, I think the biggest lesson that I learned, well, I'm gonna say two. Um, one, I'm still learning, but the biggest lesson that I think I took away from uh, NYU is that the only person that was stopping me uh, sometimes was myself and that you can, it, I found that I was getting in my own way a lot of times, whether I was just really in my head or um, you know, sort of watching myself instead of being present. And by just breaking down those barriers and breaking down those walls, I was able to be so much more present as a scene partner um, and really listen to the person that I was in a scene with and and how think to myself, okay, I might not be this character, but what are the ways in which I find myself in them and how do I put myself into their shoes? Um, so that was a huge <laughs> learning at NYU. And then the other thing that I think I'm still in the process of learning is sometimes you just gotta say like, effort and let it all go and do the work and do your homework and make sure you're prepared and ready to go. But when you get on set or you get on stage, just allowing yourself to let go of that control and just let instinct and, you know, your gut and your training take over and just be present. And that's something that I'm working on right now in like my acting classes that I'm taking and the films that I've done recently, uh, I've been really focused on that. And I've been having a lot of fun with it because I show up in a way that feels more alive. Like when I watch it back, I'm like, oh, that seems like a person, like a lived in real life person. And, and I think that's what it's all about. Additionally, Zoe Berger, you mentioned that you are now uh, succeeding at breaking every Uh, style of acting in 12 <laughs> different ports, but are you more connected to the Strasberg or maybe the Groot Woski style that consists of um, focusing on your movement, for example, and linking uh, your breath to your emotions? Yeah. Uh 
Grotowski was a really, really incredible learning experience for me because it was really out of my comfort zone. Uh, I think that as an actor, I, I tend to um, find myself more so using what I learned at Strasbourg, but what I learned at Grotowski was incredible. Um, and it taught me a lot about the ways in which the body instinctually responds to breath and movement, which were things that I had never really <laughs> put into practice in my acting before. Absolutely, Zoe <laughs> Berger. After getting that BFA in drama, we can definitely say that you are creating uh, the Berger method. <laughs> exactly, yeah. The Berger method of being nice and having fun. <laughs> It's the burger method of acting. <laughs> I am looking forward to see those next projects in which you are being kind and having fun. Exactly. Thank you very much, Zoe Burger. <laughs> thank you so much. It was so lovely speaking with you. And thank you so much for having me today. I really appreciate it.